we really think that people should be starting early so you can take advantage of the compounding over many years. So I did some investing. I was so wrapped up in my career and busy with that that I did very little investing of my own and didn't really consider building up an asset base of potentially of passive income growing over years. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. I want to introduce to you Ash Patel. He's a full-time commercial real estate investor. He's going to be doing the interview today and a lot of them moving forward. I'm still going to be doing interviews, just not as many. And he is going to ask tough questions while still building rapport. That way it's not awkward. He's a good friend of mine. Join me in welcoming Ash Patel. Hello, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Ash Patel, and I'm with today's guest, Stony Stonebreaker. Stony is joining us from Miami, Florida. He started his career with NASA in the Apollo Space Program and is currently a full-time commercial real estate investor. Stony has invested in over 1,000 multifamily units in Florida and Texas. Stony, thank you for joining us, and how are you today? Thank you, Ash. Good to join you here, and a uh, pleasure to be here. It's our pleasure. Stoney, before we get started, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Sure, sure. I first got interested in investing in real estate during a W-2 career in technology many years ago, but I was so involved in my career that I really didn't do much investing, just a little bit of personal investing. But then after I retired, I rediscovered that interest in real estate. And actually, I read Rich Dad for the first time. I thought it was a get rich quick kind of a book for many years, but then I read it and I I realized it was really really a mind shift change. So I read that and got back into it. And so I studied real estate for quite a while, a couple of years, actually reading a lot of books, interviewing friends and so forth, and got back into it. Then about 2016 or so, started to look at multifamily investing at that time. And ran into a couple of folks that I decided to team up with, and we started to acquire some properties, and it's gone on from there. Was that a team of just like-minded investors looking to deploy capital? It was partially, yes. I have a partner in my business, and he had been investing in single-family condos here in Miami, and then decided that that was a little more work than he wanted to, and not quite as income-producing as he had hoped. So he started to invest in multifamily. So we got together and put together kind of a team. We invested passively, and then we also became uh, general partners later on too. Stoney, what was your first investment? My very first investment was a vacation condo. Personally, I got it on uh, Siesta Key in Sarasota, Florida, many years ago, back early in my career. Bought it for 56000 and uh, it turned out to be a really good deal. It was managed by local people there. uh, And it was a beautiful beach. Used to go over there, take care of it, but mostly to visit it on the weekends and take advantage of uh, the beautiful scenery there. Stoney, I should have asked that question better. I meant what was your first investment with this new team that you formed? My first investment actually was an Ashcroft deal. My partner, it was a student under Joe Fairless for several years. And we invested in one of Joe's uh, deals in uh, Dallas. It's called uh, the Apex which was sold not too long ago. And I invested as a passive investor. 
my partner was raising capital actually for Joe at the time. So it's kind of eased into the multifamily investing that way as a passive investor and kind of liked it. I had a pretty good background in business over time. So I was anxious though to move on and get more active in the business. Stoney, you spent a lot of time researching and learning the industry. What were some of your hesitations or skepticisms on investing passively? I didn't have too many skepticisms of investing passively, but I wanted to learn the commercial side of the business. At that same time, I actually did get my real estate license because a friend of mine in the commercial space suggested that, which I no longer use anymore. But I got that and said if I wanted to really do some investing in real estate, that I should work on my CCIM designation, which later on I I did work on that and I got that. And that was very helpful. I had good finance background, so that was helpful as well. But commercial was kind of this strange, unknown space to me. Residential to me and single family homes was pretty straightforward. And buying condos, which I'd done some and actually bought some lots and different things like that during my career. But the whole commercial space was kind of strange. So when I studied it more and got the CCIM, I really got a lot stronger foundation on that and realized it was kind of very compatible with my business background and financial analysis and things like that. So then I really got more interested in the commercial space at that time. We'll get back to the show in just two minutes, but first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Mark your calendars for the Best Ever Conference February 24th through 26th, back in person at the Gaylord Rockies Convention Center. Join the experienced community and phenomenal speakers for a weekend of learning the best commercial real estate strategies, building relationships, and quite frankly, having a lot of fun. As a bonus, once you purchase your ticket, you are put into a mini mastermind group to start making connections with other commercial real estate investors immediately. Get the lowest prices right now at besteverconference.com. That's besteverconference.com. If you're not sure where to start investing or need help taking the next step, mentorship and coaching is one of the best ways to get going. Think Multifamily is a leading apartment acquisition and education company who provides true one-on-one coaching to help you invest for your family's future. Their servant leadership approach will guide you to successfully scale your real estate business or assist you to diversify your investments in multifamily. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how they help working professionals just like you transform their future through partnering and community. In fact, the majority of real estate investors who partner with Think Multifamily get involved in a general partnership within six months. Thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching highlights the partnerships, joint ventures, and resources all available through the coaching program. Go to thinkmultifamily.com forward slash coaching to learn how to become a member and get involved. I would assume you looked at multiple deals before you invested with Ashcroft. What were some of your criteria and how did you choose Ashcroft? Well, at that time, I didn't know too much about multifamily except from what I had read briefly. And then I got online and looked at several deals that were being promoted, although you had at that time, most of them are... 506B syndications, which require people to go talk to the investors, of course, the general partners. And what I did was I went to a CCIM lunch. And at that lunch was a guy that I sat next to, turned out to be my current partner, who was also interested in multifamily. And as I mentioned, I invested with him in the deals. And he really helped me come along to learn more about it. I developed a relationship with him before 
I actually invested there. And I didn't actually look at any other deals except a couple of them that he had brought to me. And it seemed like the way that the deal was presented and so forth was compatible. I didn't do any of the due diligence like investors should at that time and that we do now on our partners. But I certainly learned from that and it went very well. But it was just a very brief analysis that I did. What due diligence do you do today? We have a due diligence process that we follow. What we do typically is we'll partner with an operating partner, typically, who will usually find the deal. And if they like it, they'll bring it to us. They're operating partners that we've developed relationships with over the last few years who we've developed trust. But we do pretty extensive due diligence on them from criminal and credit background checks. We'll do referrals with people who have invested with them or with people they've dealt with, like their attorneys or CPAs, contractors, a property management company. We'll talk and call everybody we can that we can think of that will help us do an analysis of the partners. We'll also look at the past private placement memoranda to see how the deals were structured and other things like that. We have a whole checklist of things that we go through like that, but those are just some of the things that we'll go through. Would you recommend other investors get their CCIM? If you want to be an active real estate investor, I think it's very helpful. What happens is it it has four required courses. They go into some basic financial analysis to start off with, but then they also look at different commercial ventures from a different perspective, from the end user perspective, from an owner's perspective, from a leasing tenant's perspective and so forth. And it is very helpful. Plus you get access to databases of demographic and psychographic information that is not available to necessarily to everybody. And it's very helpful in analyzing deals. It gives you some techniques to help forecast market demand in a local area. Or if you're looking at retail or others, it also looks at supply and demand gaps. We call it a gap analysis where you see where would it be best placed for retail kinds of businesses. So it's very thorough. It's also a program that's accepted in 135 different master's programs and colleges throughout the country as part of their curriculum. How does that allow you to gain access to data? Is that being part of a broker? No, it's actually just being the CCIM designee itself or a member. And it's through the CCIM once you join. And you don't have to be a broker to join it or even have the designation to join CCIM. You can join a local chapter in a city and then you'll have access to that database as a member. And I found that very good. And the people in CCIM are very professional. You'll find them at the top of the commercial real estate professionals are CCIMs. Great advice. Stoney, how did you enter into becoming a GP on deals? Well, my partner, Lynn, and I had invested together. He was a co-GP on on several deals. And we just decided we wanted to be more active in it because we had found out that being an LP gives you a limited perspective and limited returns, although very good, and limited experience in actually operating a deal because it's always the rubber meets the road when you actually have to operate a deal. You find out when you're in the middle of one, there's a lot more to this than I thought. It's not just reading a book and applying that, but we wanted to do that. And so we found another partner that he had discovered along the way who made a third partner with us that made a good team. So we started analyzing deals, underwriting them, and visiting, touring properties and so forth. 
We actually made a few offers, but not too many before we finally found one that we really liked more than the others. And we decided if we can get a good team together of other people who can help us actually raise the capital for us, then we should be in good shape. So we did that. In fact, that's a deal that we just sold and closed on the sale of uh, last week. And it turned out to be a very nice deal for our investors. What were the returns for the GPs and the LPs? For the LPs, it's a little over 20% average return, a 19.5% IRR. And that was after about two and a half years on that. So we felt very good about that. We still have some minor bills and so forth payments to do ourselves on the GP side. So I'm not sure what our returns will be. But we felt very good about that for our return. That was about two points above the pro forma that we did for that. And we just took advantage of the market the way it is. Now, we thought last year when COVID started, we were concerned about the impact, of course, like most everybody was. And it turned out to be much less of an impact. But it did prove the recession resistance of multifamily, which is why we got into multifamily in the first place and not into offices or even industrial or other sectors. While industrial is going strong itself too, it has some impacts from the general economy as well. So you never know about these, but it's going well, but we really like that. We'll get back to the show in just two minutes, but first some sponsors I'm confident you'll find value in learning more about. Let me ask you a question. Do you want to start your own syndication business or maybe you've tried, but you've been unable to get your first apartment deal? Well, it's hard. I know firsthand getting started in syndication is not easy. So have you considered working with a mentor? Imagine working one-on-one with a full-time syndicator who can help you do your first apartment building deal faster, help you avoid big mistakes and scale your portfolio. If you feel like I'm speaking to you right now, then I want you to check out the mentoring program from my friend Michael Blanc, who specializes in helping people get started with apartment buildings. I've known Michael for many years now, and he genuinely wants to help people become financially free. He developed a proven system and has helped hundreds of people do their first apartment building deal. I know he can help you as well. To find out more, text the word Joe, J-O-E, to 66866. I know Michael's going to take care of you. Go ahead and text the word Joe, J-O-E to 66866. Do it right now while it's fresh on your mind and let's get you started with your own apartment syndication business. Here's a problem you're probably not solving for right now. Have you ever had a tenant squat inside your rental and refuse to pay rent? Or are you worried about renting to a serial rent dodger? You've probably used a credit report for tenant screening before. But what if I told you you're missing out on info you need to properly verify prospective tenants? That's a problem, and the solution is Rentify. Rentify provides a summary of a prospective tenant's financial information using bank-verified transactional data you can't get from a credit check. This includes monthly income, payroll, past rent payments, and identity verification. Rentify's reports also highlight non-sufficient funds, overdraft history, and missed rent payments. It's all available at www.trustrentify.com. The best part is Rentify's financial reports instantly verify the full financial picture of a tenant within minutes, so you will no longer have to waste hours or even days verifying their information manually. And you can eliminate the risk of being duped by fraudulent documents and losing thousands of dollars getting unreliable tenants evicted. Visit trustrentify.com 
and use the promo code FAIRLESS for 25% off your first report package. That's T-R-U-S-T-R-E-N-T-I-F-Y.com. Put in the promo code FAIRLESS, F-A-I-R-L-E-S-S, for 25% off your first report package. Stoney, the person you brought in to raise capital, was that a professional money raiser? No, it was other people who have been in the business. They were co-GPs with us. They had some experience. They brought in some experience in managing deals and doing some asset management and doing some due diligence. So we had them doing some other things as well. And we had quarterly meetings with them to talk about the operation and to discuss the renovations that we did. How did you find those people? Actually, my partner knew them. He had more experience than I did at the time. I just read about it as we talked about, but he had actually been investing in some deals or starting to invest and been again in Joe's coaching program. So he had some contacts through that coaching program as well. So he knew some other folks that did some raising for some of Joe's deals, I think, and others. So they were able to contact some of these people and they wanted to join us, thought we had a good team together. So we raised the capital that way. Stoney, what is one thing you wish you did differently in real estate investing? Started earlier. What part of our program is we want our investors to be better investors. We want them to be financially literate. We want them and their families to be financially literate, their children. So we really think that people should be starting early so you can take advantage of the compounding over many years. So I did some investing. I was so wrapped up in my career and busy with that that I did very little investing of my own and didn't really consider building up an asset base of potentially of passive income growing over years. And while I do have a nice nest egg now, it's just because of my age and and investing in 401ks and so forth over the years. And I'm gradually transitioning that over into more of more income producing assets as we talk right now. So I would urge everybody to start early. Stoney, are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Let's go for it, Ash. Let's do it. Stoney, what's the best ever book you recently read? There's a couple of them that I like that we recommend to our passive investors who are mostly who go into our deals. But one just came out this year earlier. I thought they did a really nice job with Passive Investing Made Simple by Anthony Vecino and Dan Kruger. They did a real nice job. I want to give a shout out to them. They did a nice job on that book. Stoney, what's the best ever way you like to give back? Well, Lincoln and I started a program the first week that COVID shut everything down and it just shut us down and we're trying to get this restarted shortly. We bought several of the cash flow for kids board games and we were just about to start a Saturday board game with kids in big brothers and big sisters when they shut us down two days before our first class was starting. So we're getting ready to start that up again and looking forward to that because that's again part of what we really think is young people, especially people who don't have the advantage of some educational aspects that we like and other people are take advantage of that uh, they can uh, learn a lot from that and maybe it'll open up some eyes. What a creative way to give back. Those cash flow games by Robert Kiyosaki are awesome. They are. Uh, my, kid, they? my kids play them. It's a great teacher. Stoney, how can the best ever listeners reach out to you? Well, our website is com. Pasivo is Spanish for passive except it has two S's in it. And my partner is a Venezuelan and Yvette brought his family and his money up from Venezuela a number of years ago. And so that's kind of like uh, what we 
think of as passive as our investing. So Placebo REI dot com. They can email me at Stony at PlaceboREI.com. And Stony is without an E. It's just S-T-O-N-Y. Stony, thank you for taking time out of your day and sharing your story with us. Coming up, finding real estate later in life, but then killing it and going all in, becoming a GP. Thank you for sharing with us. Glad to be here, Ash. Best ever listeners, thank you for joining us and have a best ever day.